money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. So not your typical podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, then welcome. We are so happy that you're going to join us. You're going to be blown away today. So, you know, this is one of those podcasts where you're jumping almost into a middle of an ongoing conversation that, that we started last week and just didn't get done <laughs> so we're oh, with, with circling, tim jenkins. circling back around with tim that's right so so tim jenkins is the lead at trinity family wealth and uh, again i'm going to leave the bio you can uh, listen in on the show last week and and catch a, a little more of his bio but welcome to the show again tim and we're so glad Thank you're you. here yeah, yeah. he's a Great financial yeah financial planner based in peterborough so um that's just a little synopsis mm-hmm. so you can go back and listen uh and we're just excited to have him today um, and so you can pick up the shows at more than enough.ca mm-hmm. chri.ca not mine.ca so those are the three websites that have players where you can just hit it and go all the shows are archived there and then of course uh, on any of the podcasting platforms uh, we're expanding that all the time if we're not on your podcasting platform reach out to info at more than enough just say hey you're not on my podcasting platform and let us know which one don't forget to tell us which one and then we'll make uh, our best effort to get on that platform as well so um yeah today's show we're not gonna to no further ado we're gonna jump right back into the conversation last time tim we were talking about you know the importance of having a plan the importance of uh having a, a an advisor uh, during this season where there's so much changes and and recognizing that you know that plan is your personal plan it, it's it's it's, it's unique to you, and so it's really important uh, in the context of your own money management and your own stewardship of the resources that have been given you that that's unique to you. So listen to the show last time. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, and today, Reb, you're, gonna, you're just looking to jump right in. Well, I'm just trying to do my best to <laughs> not interrupt you. Um, uh, we are talking about fear, which is something I think that we are we are dealing with every day of the Mm. week. Um, If we watch the news, it's in our face constantly. There is a certain atmosphere out there of fear over our, our lives. We are tackling the beast today. Tim has just put a lot of thought and prayer and he's the last uh, week's show. He was talking about what he's learned or what he's seen over Mm -hmm. the last few months in 2020 through his firm. And um, he's just going to share some stuff in a few minutes about um, the scriptures that have impacted him. And he, in our conversation, Tim has used the language, you know, we have a choice either to, to allow fear to move us toward faith or toward irrational thinking. And I love that phrase. I I think Tim's one of my, 
I, as a, the journalist in me is like, I, he's so quotable. He has such awesome <laughs> phrases and quotes. I just love it, Tim. Um, but I do want to remind everyone, no matter what's happening out there, we do pre-record the show. Mm-hmm. So um, we try and remain as current as we can on Let's Talk Money. Um, but we have pre-recorded these shows with Tim. Um so we're not always sure uh, when they air what's happening in the world around us. So um, just to give that some context today to remind you guys of that. And Tim, could you share some of these beautiful scriptures that will help us choose faith over irrational thought? Yeah, for sure, guys. Um, and so, um, you know, I guess a couple things that I just want to mention at the start is that fear is natural. So the fact that we're facing things that we haven't faced before, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, nobody's doing this right the first time through because we're all facing it. doesn't matter who it is in leadership or where. Um, so it is natural. So let's, let's recognize that. But it's going to lead to one of two things, as you say, Reb. It's either irrational thinking or it's going to lead to faith. And, and, um, and so what I've been doing over the last while is really reflecting on God's Word, the source of truth, who He is, and, and who does He say that I am? Um, and so I really wanted to, to draw us there today with several different scriptures. Um, and the reason for that is biblical principles are always right. They're always relevant. They always work, which doesn't mean we're going to get our own, you know, wishes every time. But what it does say is, you know, God's all-knowing eternal perspective is perfect, and He's always going to act in that way towards me. And and biblical principles are timeless and proven. So why not go back to God's Word? Um, I've read a couple other things. Um, One of them says, you know, few things limit the... Few things limit God's use of a Christian more than fear, doubts, and worry. So, you know, where are we today, right? Let's, let's, let's not be limited. We've we got to recognize, yeah, Satan's going to attack us in those areas because he knows how vulnerable we are. Um, but, um, but the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit fills us, he puts on glasses of faith, and everything looks better. The impossible becomes possible, and the unattainable, attainable. Um, And so um, the way to combat fear that I found really effective is our faith, Plus the truth of Scripture. So, so let me just go to God's Word here and see what, and and, and I'll just you know we'll, we'll just read what his, his what he says, and I'll there'll be a couple points here that I want to make to some of these, but um, I want to start with First Chronicles twenty nine ten through thirteen. I just just um, you know encourage the the listeners just you know if you can just set your coffee cup down or if you're not driving, close your eyes and just let God's Word just soak in you, just absorb this. This is what this is what they say about God, or this is what God says about us. So in, in, in um, First Chronicles 29, 10 to 13, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, 
our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. And just having had Thanksgiving, I think, you know, just what a, you know, this is who our Heavenly Father is. Um, He is sovereign. Um, He is in control. He is our provider. So I wanted to anchor us with really who God is. Um, But then what I'd like to do is is look at a few, um, well, one one in particular, one of my favorite um, scriptures is found in Romans. Um, And um, so if we look at Romans 8, um, verse 28 to 30, uh, about 38, I'm not going to read them all, but I want to read a few. And Henry Blackaby has an incredible quote um, in reference to this that I want to acknowledge. But here's here's what, um, what Romans says. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Um, and and just you know, um, just in that in that section, in all things. So I need to live positive and expectant that in all things God works for good. I shouldn't be anxious about the future, but excited what God will do. Um, it, it, it doesn't mean that um, all things uh, are for my good. Uh, it doesn't mean all things are for my good, that regardless of what happens, um, you know, even if our enemies thrive or uh, against me or something like that, um, it, it still means God's on my side. So life's not going to be perfect, but God is always on my side. And so that go- it goes on and it says, um, um, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Um, who will bring any charge against us, um, against those that God has chosen? Um, and, and then um, at verse 37, um, in all things we are more than conquerors of him who loved us. And so, so what Henry Blackaby's question is, he says, are we letting God define for you um, what he means by all things? He'll graciously give us all things. We should not put limits on what God can do for us. So in the midst of COVID and all the challenges, and I know people have lost jobs, they've lost loved ones. This has not been easy. There's so many challenges out there. Um, but but these are God's promises. Um, I'm just going to, I, I just want to interrupt you just for a second, because there's so many things as you're speaking that I'm, I'm sure the listeners are just thinking. And um, David and I actually talked about these very verses this morning, which was really interesting that you're bringing them up. Um, you know, because I I was talking about learning with my daughter um, this past little while about the Christians who were persecuted in Rome after Nero, um, after the Rome was burning all those years ago, and Nero had to blame somebody, so he blames the Christians, and and off they got thrown to wild animals, and persecution began, and then they fled to the catacombs, and it's. You know, you look at history, and it's what you said. I don't know if it was in last week's show or if you said it today again. You know, that the comfort that we expect, that we feel entitled to, deceives us, right? We don't need God, and or or we think, well, God's got to make all this perfect, and he do- if he doesn't make it perfect, we're going to be uh, angry with him, or we're going to turn our back on God. And yet, in these verses, um, you know, Paul writes 
and Paul was imprisoned. Paul faced hunger. He faced starvation. He, he was shipwrecked. All of those things. And he can still say, with all the saints that have gone before us, he can say that God works all things together for our good and that we are more than conquerors. And, um, and we can look to him because of Christ. And, and we can say, to, you know, Tim, like, what on earth does this have to do with money? Like how, how can, you know, you know, sometimes Dave says to me in jest, why are you bringing up all these scriptures that have nothing to do with money? Well, I mean, I th- like maybe you can answer that for us. I know oh, I'm kind yeah. of sidetracking. No, no, great question though. But and yeah, and so, so let me answer it. Um, to me, it has everything to do with money um, because in our comfortable North American uh, culture, money's our God. And, 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 and it's so obvious because where do we go when we have needs? Well, we can go to Visa, we can go to our checking account, we can go to OHIP. There are very few things in our comfortable society that, um, that we would, um, now we still need God, um, but we don't acknowledge that we need God because we think money will solve our problems. COVID has shed some light on here to say globally, this is beyond science. This is beyond medical health right now. This is a challenge that, you know what, humanity, you can't solve, um, it, certainly in the short term. Um, and so we're, we're, you know, front and center. Oh, my goodness. You know, how good is my money um, right now? And so it's driving us to our knees. And to me, that's a, that, that, that's a, a big positive to this environment. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, I mean, I I I want to go right back to where we started the show, and and just at this point interject a little bit, just to say, it is the word of God, it is the truth of God that that again puts everything into perspective um, for for this, and this is why it's so important as as we're just having the discussion today is to say, it's not Tim, it's not Dave, it's not Reb making up these these truths, it's not, it doesn't come from us. These are the words of God. These are these are the principles of God, and you know, as you mentioned uh, early on, and you started in Chronicles, and one of my favorite verses in Chronicles is, is the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth to strongly support those whose hearts are completely His, and that gives me such confidence to go. Well, listen, my job in this is to love the Lord. Is, is to, to be working on intimacy with God. And he welcomes and he, in a sense, uh, encourages and embraces my feeble attempts to draw close to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God that he wrote it down because I'm not sure that if I didn't have the written word that uh, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it. But God knew exactly what we needed and what I needed, being a little selfish there, to say, okay, what is the truth for this situation in this time? And, and Tim, one of them is, is yeah, we're, we're not as in control as we thought we were. And, <laughs> like, you know, that's the truth. And God, all through his scripture, is saying that to us. You know, stand back and let me show you how I want to be, to, to be at work and involved and in your life. So, you know, that's one of the, the big themes, just, you know, throwing that into the conversation right here. Yeah, and, and um, so if I look at, uh, you know, the, the emotion of fear is an opportunity to prompt me to think differently. Um, so, you know, I have fear. Um, we got to recognize that a lot of this is out of our control. 
Um, so if it's out of our control, then that's something that we don't need to worry about because we can't have any influence over that. Um, so then how do I take my fear to God and allow Him to replace it with faith? So a couple practical things that I do is, one is, is I want to focus on my provider, not my fear. So when fear wells up within me, and I'm worried about what if, what if, what if, what we see is Satan's, Satan's deceit or his lies always have partial truth. Um, so, you know, uh, my, my hours may have been reduced, we don't have the income we used to, that's the truth. Um, so, but then, but, but where he can grab that and go, therefore, you know, you won't be able to pay the mortgage, or you won't be able to do this for the kids, or what about, what about, what about, it unravels. And I find myself, hey, wait a minute here, time out, time out, what's happening? I'm being deceived here, um, and so what do I need to do? I need to focus on my provider. And I've got a couple more verses that I want to, I just want to read to us. Um, but, but focus on my provider, not the fear. And when I start thinking about what his truth is, or I go to scripture and I actually read it, all of a sudden my fear gets real small because my God is massive. He, he controls the entire universe that we can't even understand how big it is. He holds it together with his breath. So if that's who my God is, even though my fear is, 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 is there, it, it's in real insignificant compared to him. And the other thing that I do is I find myself just, just saying, Jesus, I trust you. Father, I trust you. When I think of that issue, that unknown, I just keep going back. Hey, you're in control. I trust you. I give this to you. Um, and just... Um, and just continue to look at that. So, so here's a couple of scriptures that, um, that I want us to kind of look at. Um, one is, um, uh, 2 Samuel 22 and 33. Um, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. In verse 36 and 37, it says, you give me, um, your shield of victory. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. Verse 40 and 41, you armed me with the strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foe. This is David talking here, and there's so many people in, in, in the Old Testament that, that God did miraculous things um, through experience. We all can, not all, but many of us can look back and see what God has done. We've got those anchor points. Another one is Proverbs 4, verse 10 to 13. Listen, my son. He calls us son because we are his son. Accept what I say, um, and the years of my life will be many. I will guide you along the straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. Uh, when you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instructions. Do not let go. Um, guard her, for she is um, your life. It talks about wisdom and instruction. Philippians 4.13 is another one we most of us know. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And then I want to end with, you know, um, who does God say I am? Genesis 1.31 says, God saw that all that he had made, and it was very good. He saw man, generically, man and woman, and, and it was very good. First um, John seven, uh, sorry, First John three and one. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, 
And that is what we are. Um, so I just encourage our listeners to take that throughout today. You are a child of God. Um, he loves us. He longs to be in, in, uh, in, in communication and in intimate conversation with us. Um, and, and so that's who we are. And he cares about us. He knows more about us than we do ourselves. You know, and I'm going to just add one little, we're talking about the little, the practical part of it. And I was reminded about the story of Jehoshaphat and it took me a minute to find it, but it's in Chronicles 20. So you started in Chronicles 29 and and here we are in in Chronicles 20. And the summary of the story is this, that Jehoshaphat uh, basically um, realizes there's a vast army and and I won't read the whole chapter, but there's two verses and this is what reminded me. In, In verse 12, he says, our God, will you not judge them for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And the previous 12 verses are really Jehoshaphat. He, he finds out the bad news. He calls a fast for the entire Israelite nation. And then they gather at the temple. And that's his prayer. He says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And then the spirit of the Lord falls on, on someone, and I won't ruin the story for you, but some of us might be in that, st- that story where we're sitting there going, you know, COVID, our own situation, maybe it's related to COVID, maybe it's not related to COVID, but we are sitting there going, I don't know what to do. And, you know, if there's anything that, that uh, you know, is the theme for today's uh, show, it's this, keep your eyes on the Lord. Turn your eyes on the Lord. Remember what he has done in your own life. Or even if you're like, okay, I just, I can't even remember a good thing in my own life. Turn to the scripture and see the truth of the Lord as, as we've been just talking. And, and Tim, you've been sharing uh, these truths all through. We want them to, to sink in. You know, you may have to listen to the show again and maybe a third time, um, but that's the practical piece. It, it, don't, uh, don't be, uh, if it seems very radical, the entire nation fasted. They gathered at the temple. Why? Because their lives were in jeopardy. There was a vast army coming. And it warranted that response. And so you may say, okay, well, I'm not sure that my life is in jeopardy, but I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Then come before the Lord. Do something. And, keep your eyes on the Lord. And I think it's important not to pretend you don't have fear. Mm. Like there is a certain, you know, maybe the way we've been brought up, we're like, well, I just, I just not supposed to be afraid, so I'm just not going to. And then you end up stuffing it, and that doesn't help either. I think the the practice of lament in in the scriptures is really clear that we lament and we bring our our fears honestly toward God. And we, I mean, uh, Joyce Myers years ago always said, well, if you're afraid, just do it afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, choose. Sometimes it is a choice. It's a it's choosing the rational. Although for the outside, it might not seem rational to choose to trust a God you can't see. But for those of us who have been transformed by his power and his love, we know that that's what he does. And um, there is a verse that he's been speaking to me about uh, a lot lately from Matthew 8. And it was over this centurion's faith um, when he wanted his servant healed, I believe. I can't remember the details mm-hmm. of the story, but I just remember this phrase. And Jesus says, it will be done as it as you have believed so it will be done 
done for you. And that's just been like written on my heart for the last few weeks. And I think, am I choosing faith and trust and belief? Because Jesus says to me, as you have believed, so it will be done for you. And it's just choosing um, faith and love and hope and offering that to each other. And I think that's what we want to do for you today. And in a minute, um, Tim's going to just summarize some practical things, even financially and spiritually, that we can be doing um, in light of that. So do you want to share those things, Tim? Yeah, for sure. And, and so we've been really practical, I think, throughout the show. And um, and so, you know, a couple things would be, um, you know, accept different views. I found that... Um, that um, COVID has been really polarizing in terms of everybody has a view. Mm-hmm. Everybody's view tends to be really strong. So, so recognize that our views are going to our, our views are going to vary. But let's accommodate those other people. But one of the one of the um, one of the things I, I look to is you know to be asking our loving heavenly Father where He wants us to grow through this. Um, what is it that He's wanting us to learn through this? Um, and but then to ask Him is our questions. You know those. Those big fears that we have, um, as you say, Reb, we we, we want to not hold them in and talk to our friends and our family members about that. But let's talk to God about it. Um, I think too often we're afraid, um, and so God, why? You know, this is what I'm afraid of. Or you know, what 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 are the answers that you have for me right now? Uh, is is it specific? Is it weight? Is it you know? Just kind of keep keep pressing through this. Um, have those questions. Have those conversations with him. He's looking for that. From a from a financial standpoint, here's some key biblical principles um, that uh, that I want to encourage listeners to look at. So one is uh, avoid the use of debt. And David Reb, you you probably talk about that every show, if not almost every show, especially consumer debt. Now we're at a time where perhaps you have no other choice, but if you do have a choice, then um, then avoid it. Um, if if you don't, then anchor this, burn this, sear this into your soul to say, as soon as I have free cash, we're getting out of this and we're never going back. Spend less than you make. That's just a given. Um, and, and then with that extra money, what are we going to do? Well, the first thing is we're going to build a financial margin. Uh, we're going to use that financial margin to build an emergency fund. Um, target three months of income. If we go back to the start of the year, if every Canadian had had three months of income, um, what would the stress level have been in March when people, you know, really got um, got shaken financially? So, so again, if we can't do it today, as soon as we can do it. Start. Even if it's a hundred bucks or fifty bucks a month, we're going to start to do that. Another thing I would say is be generous. Um, uh, if you know, just it, it, it we're, make a difference. Um, it, it puts a, um, it puts us in a place where we need to trust God to say, you know what, I'm giving this money away. This money is precious, but but you're a generous God. You're an abundant God, and I feel I need to be generous to reflect you. Do that and see what He does. Um, pay down debt, as we've mentioned. Um, reduce any risk that you can through critical illness insurance, disability insurance, life insurance. Um, and if you have uh, investments, then we talked about this last time, get a financial plan um, done so that you've got some structure, you've got a sense of control, you know if you're on track. Um, wills and powers of attorney have been um, a lot more prominent than they used to be. 50% of Canadians do not have a will. Those that do, it's probably outdated and not relevant. So, Start looking at that. Um, 
if, if, um, if you do have investments, then get the highest quality team your money will attract. Um, and if, you're, if you've got more than a half million in your portfolio and you're tired of the volatility, you know, search out a team that can offer investments that don't swing with or like the markets. So those would be some really practical things. Take those practical steps. We've done what we can. Now we're relying on God. We're looking to Him and we're, we're just kind of burying ourselves into His truth on a, on a, on a daily basis at the start of the day. Man, there's a lot of good things. Like last week's show, we said uh, you better go la- back and rewind the last four minutes because Tim's got a lot of practical good stuff. And and again today, just what uh, again, it just goes back to paying attention to your financials journey and mm-hmm. getting getting a good perspective on it. So um, we're just going to pray and. Lord, we are grateful this week of Thanksgiving. We are grateful for you. We are grateful for um, men and women like Tim who stand in the gap on our behalf and uh, advise and give us your wisdom. So, uh, Father, for whatever we need to hear today, that you would impress it on our heart and you would give us the courage to trust you, that you would give us uh, the ability to look up when the world is uh, so uncertain. Thank you so much that you don't leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name. And thank you for listening, for joining us, for sending us emails and words of encouragement and, and just saying, you know, how the show impacted you. We're, we really are thankful for your feedback and, and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.